weather over the last couple of weeks has suddenly just popped and I do use SPF like a responsible 40 year old but I do also pick up the sun so you know it's win-win don't you just I mean comparatively on the screen I'm not so comfortable I look pretty much you know anemic really I look pretty pale we'll put a filter on it don't worry (laughs) XX Pro Valencia and I've got new new ink on my arm, so I can't go and just crisp in the sun then. Oh. I've got to wait. What's so, the ink? What's the meaning? It's What's a the tattoo? Picture? It's just cool words for tattoo, Matt. That's what it means. You wouldn't know you're 40. <laughs> when people say they've got ink, it means they've got a tattoo. Oh, right, I thought you were talking about a pet squid or something. <laughs> it's, uh, it's leaves. Sort of a bit of botany. <laughs> uh, but, but it's only... <laughs> you deserve a smack on the botany. <laughs> but it's only half done. Right. Uh, I'm gonna. It was. I intended to get a half sleeve. Right. Uh, and then she started doing it, and I forgot uh, how much it freaking hurts. <laughs> so, so half sleeve is not happening anymore. Just a couple of extra little bits, and we're done. Right. Heroes in a half sleeve. Turtle power. Right. I, that's it. Might have misremembered that. So it's episode one of series one. Lovely ring to it, and. Uh, we're talking about happiness. I couldn't be happier. My favourite topic. <laughs> Look at us laughing, jolly, frivolous. <laughs> Not a care happy. in the world. I do believe that happiness... <sighs> if I say it's a choice, people will write in and be furious. But I think you can... Let them. Yeah, fine. I think you can do things that give you the better chance of choosing happiness. How about that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I would. Happiness is a choice. I think that's fine. I think there are influential factors. Mm. Obviously, you have to be a little, you know, broad. I think you can be really juju. No, not juju. Woo woo. That's the one. (laughs) You can be really woo woo about these sorts of broader terms Mm. um, like choosing happiness or, you know, think yourself thin and all that kind of jazz. Um, But the reality is you have to be a bit realistic about stuff Mm. like that. And sometimes you don't wake up. If you want to be happy, you just don't feel it. Yeah. And it's really difficult to get there. But you're right. The point is you can choose to, to at least try to feel different or behave differently. And your behavior in turn influences how you feel. So I think let them write in. <laughs> good. I mean, any correspondence is good correspondence. That's what they say. Yeah, absolutely. That's what they say. Uri Geller used to say he doesn't care what people write about him. He just measures the column size. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> Yeah, and isn't that a great way to think about publicity I generally? Mean. He doesn't care. <laughs> the bigger your name, the better, which is why I'm thinking of changing mine to fire exit. Um, <laughs> now, oh, my God. And it'll always be in lights. <laughs> but, but happiness as a concept, I think, is interesting and as a construct. Yes. And I think it's a really interesting thing for us to talk about as the first, you know... Um, first part of our of our human podcast and we yes. should probably reiterate here that we're going to explore over 23 episodes 23. Mammoth. i can tell you by 21 and a half there won't be much happiness <laughs> um, <laughs> the lawyers will be involved by then <laughs> absolutely so as we limp to 22 and 23 and um, 23 is because of 23 chromosomes Generally, in the human body. Uh, 23 pairs. Pairs of chromosomes. chromosomes. Sorry, doctor. Yeah, there are um, not 23. I was looking into this. They have named each one. And that's why we're going to follow that with each episode. So happiness oh. is number one. Uh, yes. Being able to enjoy trampolines is number two. Forgetfulness yeah. <laughs> is number three. Uh, number four is knowing the difference between human food and dog food. Number five right. is forgetfulness. 
Number six. I might have been going off topic here. <laughs> I'm sensing you might have made these up. <laughs> <laughs> well, one day they'll be recognised. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think happiness is a great place for us to start because it's the one thing I think that people are living for. Mm. So there's a very interesting experiment you can do. And I wrote about this in my book, Flip the Switch, still available. I wrote about it... Uh, hmm? It did win an award. Can we just get on with this, though, Matt? There, we need to not focus on... Are there any signed um, copies available? <laughs> there are at jezroshop.co.uk. But please, can we not get going on about it? Um, <laughs> so, there's, um, there's a lot of signed copies available. Um, so, <laughs> boxes of them. Um, so, if you keep pushing people and asking people why, so why are you doing this, you know, why do you go to work, and then whatever they answer back, you ask why. Mm. And then whatever else about you ask why. And you keep asking why. What you ultimately get down to is you channel, 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 channel deeper into people's drives and desires and what it is that is that is encouraging them to behave, to do the things they do. You know, what, why do you go to work to earn money? Why do you earn money? Because uh, I like buying stuff. Why do you like buying stuff? Because it, you know, keeps my... I like to show my children that I love them. Why do you like to show children? And it eventually gets to, to be happy. Mm. And it seems to underpin almost everything we do and you don't necessarily consciously think in the morning oh i need to do that to be happy mm. but the the innate almost hidden driver in us is the desire to be happy and mm. i think that's incredibly powerful matt mm. and that really i mean humans are bonkers anyway all of us without <laughs> fail but the really bonkers thing is so much of the bad things we do for ourselves or also go up that why chain to to be happy. So why sure. am I stress eating? Oh, to be happy, even though logically it's not actually making me happy. But in that yes. moment, it is, and that's still it's a strategy for happiness. It's not a good one, but it and it obviously can trap people. But yes, I think everything, regardless of whether from the whether you can logically step back and say, oh, this is good or bad or indifferent, everything I think is to to make us a bit happier. Well, see, this is really interesting because we could get really carried away and deep about this. And I think the point about this podcast is that, you know, it's not just about exploring concepts. It is about offering and giving to our listeners as well. And we're going to come to that uh, probably a little bit later on in this episode. But when I, um, quite a few years ago now, I did a TEDx talk in Milton Keynes about oh, reciprocity. Sorry, have um, you dropped something? <laughs> <laughs> well, so you can watch it um, as millions of others have. Um, <laughs> you're late to the party. Um, but the point is that the the I wrote the because it can only be a short period of time. TEDx talks, eight or twelve minutes or whatever they are. And so I had to think about how to get this construct, this concept, into a really tight period of time. And I was talking about reciprocity and um, how when we give something we often expect something back but that something back can be through the act of giving mm. so you know when you donate to somebody yes you're giving them a pound or 50p or whatever to help quote unquote the cause but actually what it does is it gives you a sense of goodness a sense of happiness as well like a fulfillment so there's this sort of feedback loop and one of the things i challenged then which is an interesting thing to think about now is do we give because actually it's a selfish act Ah. It makes us feel good. Yes. And so your point, which I think is really interesting, is why do we do the things that we do? 
is it about actually just making sure that we continually put in the happy bank, but it's become an innate mm. uh, subconscious behavior thing for us to do? Because what's happiness? Yeah. Well, uh, discuss. Uh, happiness for me is a byproduct. And this is where I think people fall down. And actually, uh, cut to Beyonce's Pretty Hurts video, which is an amazing song, amazing video. And she's in the start of it, she plays a beauty queen. I am going somewhere with this. And before, okay. the, before the song starts, she's interviewed by Harvey Keitel. And he says, Miss Third Ward, what's your ambition, your life ambition? And she goes, oh, my ambition? To be happy. And then the song starts. And I've just got goosebumps because it's an incredible song. Um, but I think that's... How, how does it go? Pretty Yeah, 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 no yeah, yeah, off the charts yeah. there. Um, Glad we got that done on episode one. That question <laughs> won't be asked again. <laughs> and you should know by now, I'm always happy to burst into the song. <laughs> but the point is, I think happiness is actually a bad goal. Because A, how do you measure it? Mm. B, like, uh, like it's, it's such a grey area of... You can be happy and sad at the same time. You can be happy about one thing, sad about another. So people who focus just on happiness as I must be, I must get to happiness, miss out. Yes. Because for me, happiness is a byproduct of doing things you love. And that realisation over the last few years, I think, freed me a bit. I would agree to an extent in as much that the journey is often the thing that you need to be more present in. Mm. not just the goal, because otherwise you negate mm. all of the things that take you to get to the goal. Mm. Um, and of course, the trap on a slightly different scale, but still relevant, is that you will buy something because it will make you happy momentarily. But mm. then, of course, the happiness wears off. So you have to buy something else. And then we get into this, which there is a an international uh, um, issue, I guess, uh, <coughs> around... Uh, this buying behavior and the consumerism and the, uh, and the, there is a direct correlation to increases in consumerism and increases in mental health challenges. Mm. So um, there's, you know, an assumed correlation between the two. But the thing I would caution is that happiness, uh, you have to be present in it in order to feel it, right? So although you can't measure it, you know, like if I, here's the concept, this happened recently. If I go into the garden, because I've got a load of jobs to do, I want to get through those jobs in order to get the sense of fulfillment and accomplishment, mm. and that will make me happy. Mm. However, just being in the garden makes me happy, but not if I'm concentrating on getting all of those jobs done, because then I'll be happy. Does, does that sort of make sense? There's this weird dichotomy. Yeah. Um, and I suppose the same thing is, I mean, in your world, it would be, I've got to do 45 minutes or 60 minutes of exercise mm. because that means I have, quote unquote, done my you know workout yeah. and then I will be happy as opposed to enjoying the process yeah. that you're going through, regardless of whether you get to 45 or 60 or 20. Um, I wonder how else that would translate for sort of people who don't garden or don't um, don't work out. Um it's anything, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's, it's literally anything. Present. It's walking to the bus. And, yeah, it's... it's How I guess you be happy walking to the bus, Matt? How would you be happy? Uh, I've got my own ideas. but I would try and take joy in the things around me. I, would, I love looking up and seeing the enormous sky and being reminded of an enormous world all around us. Um, 
I might be listening to an incredible song that just gives me goosebumps, like Pretty Hurts. I could sing it again if you wanted. Did you get it the first no, time? No, I think we've done it. Yeah, no, we've done that. Yeah. <laughs> because music for me is uh, like what curses through my veins. Um, yes, and a curse for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough. And oh, I'm great. This will sound very smug, but I'm grateful that I've manoeuvred my life that most of the time I'm doing what I adore doing. So I sure. look forward to what I do in my days. And I'm so incredibly grateful that I can say that because I know lots of people can't. Um, yes. But I've worked at this as well. This, this wasn't an overnight. I mean, I'm 40 now. Have I mentioned that? Yeah. But like, yeah, I knew <laughs> it shows on You've the been Zoom. Watching these videos, <laughs> surprise is only just for <laughs> um, <laughs> so much. But it just like I, I think we can all take even tiny steps towards doing things we, to make our days more of what we want from them. People, I think, mm. just get feel they are just buffeted by time and destiny. But actually, you can be a master of your own. Destiny. You don't have to be a victim of fate. Oh, oh, sorry. What rabbit hole is that? And I wonder whether there's a, d a difference between choosing to uh, seek happiness or be happier mm. or be happy. Because... Ah, yes. Oh, I like that. Actually, if you were <clears throat> in a job that you didn't enjoy or in a place of life where you didn't enjoy and hearing your comment just now, people might think, oh, do you know, I, I'm not in that place. I'm not in a space where I love what I do mm. and, you know, life feels great. So there's, I suspect, um, a requirement for change coming. I've just realised I didn't iron my shirt this morning. Um, uh, <laughs> Self-conscious with my <laughs> foldy over button flap. Um, so, you know, there might be there's a change coming or needs to come at some point in your life. And you, and you know that, you sort of sense mm. that. And you might be suppressing it or choosing not to do something about it. In which case, actually, your goal is going to be happy if you're not happy right now. And so... There's a real, it's a very fluid concept, this yep. idea of chasing happiness or being happier, but not making it the end destination because that will move all the time. Mm. And I guess having control over being happy, that's yeah. maybe the answer to it, right? But yes, you can't, because you can't say I'm going to, there isn't a verb to, ha to, to happy yourself. You have to yes. do something to create that happiness. So yes. if you are in somewhere, a situation you don't love, you're right. It isn't to be happy. It's to be happier because to be happier can happen instantly. You can yes. do a, a something baby steps and tiny and small just to change your perspective, your worldview, even by 1%. Sure. And that can be like smiling, a little lift, like smiling. What would you do yeah. uh, to enjoy your walk to the bus? You said you had some ideas. Oh, sure. I, I mean, similarly, uh, it would be, it's not necessarily about the physical act of walking to the bus. So it, it could be something in my own mind, you mm. know, it could be thinking about something or an idea or designing a room or I don't know, um, thinking of some jobs I've got to do that tidies my head up a little bit, or it could literally be just really deep breaths because it smells amazing outside, you know, or the feeling the sun on your face. So if you've got two sides of the path that you can walk on, mm. Uh, literally, not <laughs> metaphorically, um, choosing the one that's more in the sun rather than the shade, because I know I'll feel that and it'll make me feel amazing. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's about sort of conscious engineering and thinking, OK, this is the space I'm in. Mm. Is there a way that this space will give me more happiness? I, I often do that if I'm in a room, I'll sit more towards a window. 
If I can consciously go do that, yeah. I want to be nearer the outside space rather than stuffed in a corner next to an aircon unit. Yeah. Um, or, and, and being, you know, I guess wanting to be happier sometimes is about being a bit selfish, isn't it? It's about knowing what you want and who you are mm. and what will make you feel happier. Um, I, for this reason, because I'm a big tea drinker, I often travel with a tin of loose leaf tea, just a little travel tin and a little diffuser because loose leaf tea is so amazing compared to the terrible tea that is often served in most places oh. that I know that will make me happier rather than miserable. There you go. A cup of tea is such an important part for me. So is that selfish? Is it, I, I'm, I'm going to question that, like choosing to be happy is selfish or can be selfish. Is it really? Isn't it the most important thing in the world? Because if we all <clears> were happier, the world would be a better place. Oh, sure. I don't think that being happy is selfish. I think it's the acts that you know will make you happy. Sometimes you need to be selfish in order... So, right, so for example, stupid example, but you go into a conference room and there's chairs everywhere. You say, well, I'm going to have that chair. I'm going to have that chair next to the aircon unit because I want to feel lovely and cool. Right. Um, so that's a slightly selfish acting as much you're not saying oh would anybody else like the does anybody else need to be near that you're saying i'm going to sit there because that's going to make me happy so uh, i mean that's a terrible example <laughs> but the intelligent listeners will be able to pick that apart and think my word there's a profoundness well i mean aren't they man. all jazz aren't they all <laughs> well exactly <laughs> so mm, i guess what i'm saying broadly is if if you think that you've got to do something that you feel is selfish, but it's going to make you happy. Um, well, the end justifies the means. Therefore, it's yeah, not selfish. So. Yeah, perhaps so. Does it negate that? Mm. Can we pick an easier topic? <laughs> too? Yes, dogs. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> I guess at the the sort of end of all of this is that Happiness has a massive effect on us, how we feel and how we think as well. You know, we know that if we are happy, uh, if our and happiness is often about core needs in our life being met as yep. well. You know, it's it's about the environment that we live in. Mm. You know, if we're cold because the heating's broken mm. and if we're not feeling loved or validated because we're in a relationship that isn't, you know, a healthy one. Mm. And if we don't feel safe at work because there's talk about redundancy, all of those things affect our core, very important mm. needs that we have within our life as an individual. And so we won't be able to function of being very happy. Mm. So it, it does start, I think, with taking a good look around you, knowing who you are and what you need mm. and ensuring that those are being fulfilled. Otherwise, of course, you're not going to get happy. You know, no one's going to give it to you. It's not, it's not going to be found yep. in a chocolate bar or at the bottom of a glass or, you know, on ASOS, or with a credit card. No. It is about no. the things you have in your life, right? Absolutely. But I would say, I think you might not be giving people the credit they deserve. Yes, like the threat of redundancy, or, or anything of the examples you just gave, um, that implies, and I'm sure maybe I guess it is the case, that that thing that's in danger, the job, for example, is the only thing they have in their life, versus... I think people, I like to think people can take a step back. And of course, redundancy, absolutely, obviously, a pressing stress that people have to deal with. But do you, do you not think that people can compartmentalise their life and see, well, I, okay, that's not going well, but actually, I do have other things in most cases. 
Um, no. <laughs> right, next topic. Ne- ne- next question. Um, n- no, because what we often see is that one small element of your life can create underlying stress. Right. And stress bleeds into other areas of your life and that tension builds and builds and builds and you're not aware of it until someone says you're getting very snappy right. or you're, you're not as fun as you used to be or you've lost your spark or, or, or whatever the way that mm. the stress manifests. So, so I mean, it's, nothing's black and white, right? Mm. It's not, you know, so divisive and clear like that, unfortunately. And it's different for everybody. And some people might be able to say, do you know what, work's not going so well at the minute, but I'm going to let my hair down and have some great fun this weekend, or I'm going to have lovely and fun in, in the garden. I'm not saying it, you know, one mm. tiny part of your life is going to impact everything else. But what I am saying is that all of those areas of our lives, the regular areas of our lives, are feeding into our core needs. Mm. And when we have core unmet needs, that will impact how happy we are and, and whether we're able to experience happiness freely and readily. That, that is true, I guess. No, not I guess, that is true. Because then it might impact how other things you do normally enjoy and you might only enjoy those things at 70%, for example. So no, you are, sure. I sure. concede, uh, good point. And, and that's my point coming full circle about sometimes it's about being happier, yep. not happy. You know, you might say, well, no, I'm relatively happy. Mm. Um, but if happiness is really fundamentally important, how can I be happier? Well, that's a case of pressing pause on your life, taking a sit back, mm. maybe taking yourself away somewhere and letting your mind wander and think, OK, what are the bits in my life that I probably need addressing mm. um, that are sort of low lying stresses or core unmet needs or whatever? And suddenly we're happier and we're not the irritable person that everyone's taking the mickey out of and Mm. we're not the person that socially everyone's looking at while they have a major meltdown in the middle of Sainsbury's and everybody else is sort of poking fun at them and I'm thinking you poor person what's Mm. going on in your life to get you to here Mm. Um, you know when people are angry at me or they're dismissive or nasty or just plain you know uh, rude humans my first thought is always sympathy and I think oh it's a real shame that you don't feel great today because i feel amazing and i wonder what's going on in your life that's made you feel you know terrible mm. um anyway anyway um uh, you have a jingle don't you <laughs> am i allowed <laughs> um, now yes there's been some requests on twitter when i say some requests two uh, there have been two requests on Twitter. One was my that sister. book of the week. One was your sister. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, for a jingle for book of the week. Mm. Because like the Waterman brothers, Waterman and Waterman and Boyles, you <laughs> you write the theme tune. Sing the theme, the theme tune, tune, yes. You sing the theme tune. Yes. <sighs> it's book of the month with Matt and Jez. Book of the month, and we're sitting on chairs. I rhymed jazz with chairs. You're welcome. Yes, you did. (laughs) And as they're now weekly podcasts, will there be a revision to book of the month? Uh, Well, yes, Jess, thanks for asking. They're only going to be one minute apiece to be, so we've got to be snappy. And I know we're both quite verbose humans, so we're going to have to rein it in. Um... Would you no, like... I was referring to the title in the oh. song, Book of the Month. <laughs> <laughs> a slight oversight I mean, your writing. What even is time? It's a concept to be thrown out the door and set on fire. That's what I think. Um, yeah, it'll fine. Book of the Week. We're sitting on chairs, whatever. Yada, yada, yada. Who even yada. is Tim Rice? <laughs> 
<sighs> All right. Uh, so, so yeah, we'll aim for a minute each. Uh, okay. Do you want to go first or shall I? Up to you, Matt. You sang the theme tune um, so brilliantly. Uh, why don't you go first? Okay, great. Just before I do get to mine, I actually had a revelation because I was thinking, well, if this is Happiness Week on the pod. It needs to be a happy book. And I went through hundreds of books that I've read that I love having around and on shelves. I could find two. <laughs> Basically, everything what, I read... positive. Yeah, yes, ev- everything I read is really intense. And I, the book I picked out originally, will def- I will do it, but it's going to have to be saved. And I'm not even going to mention it, but it's probably one of the most harrowing books I've ever read. And it definitely would have been right. <laughs> also, precursor before I do get to the real book. The first one I found was... <laughs> Can you see that? The Royal Lovebirds. 101 Things You Didn't Know About the Royal Lovebirds, Fergie and Andrew. <laughs> Why have you got that in your flat? It was It was given to me at a wedding by... Um, everyone got a book from a second-hand store, and the bride knew I'd love this, and ten years later, still got it. And it's written Amazing. by Talbot Church, the man the royals trust. <laughs> Oh, wow. Trusted him so much he wrote a book about all of their inner secrets. Yes. So, uh, great book. But well, the book I am going to mention is called... Okay, do you want to stop the time? In fact, I can tell I love. It. I love the fact that you for, on Happiness Week, you picked one of the most publicised breakups in the royal family. Oh, no, but it makes <laughs> me happy. Doesn't matter. Park, park them. <laughs> <laughs> like, the nonsense of this. It's just... Happiness in brackets at the expense. I mean, li- listen to this. Who did the Queen really want Andrew to marry? Oh, I'm going into that. (laughs) Who tied cowbells under the chalet girl's bed? It's a page turner. Good. Shall I do my minute? Yes. Okay, so three, two, one. Okay, my book is called How to Stop Time by Matt Haig. It is a beautiful funny, engaging, lovely fiction book, so you won't have read it, Jez, um, about a man who ages very slowly. So he has to come to terms with the fact that people he loves die. Now, that sounds very sad, but it isn't at all. And the way he writes it, he's such an amazing writer. He's written some other... The next one I'm going to read by him is called The Midnight Library as well, which is so well-reviewed, and one of my other sisters read that. Um... It's so beautiful because it deals with like the crux of, well, if we don't die, then how do we, because we have, because, sorry, it deals with, because we have a limited time, that's what we have to be happy in. Because if we, if we don't die or if we die over, or if it takes like 800 years, then there's no impetus to be happy to do stuff versus it it gave me the realization that this is like, we know this, but you have now, you have now and that's it. The future isn't guaranteed. The past's gone. Act now to live the life you want. It's beautiful. How lovely. And where? who publishes, publishes it, Matt? Oh, uh, I don't know. Because uh, <laughs> I can tell you, uh, <laughs> because I couldn't find it. I have it here somewhere. It's in a box. Because not all my books are out because I've got so many. Right. Remind us of uh, the title and who it's by. How to Stop Time by Matt Haig. Sounds good. Uh, but it's a fiction storybook. Yeah, it's definitely a fiction for now. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that like Benjamin Button? Isn't that a film? Well, or is that the other way around? Well, he, he get old and... He has a normal length of time, but in reverse. So he gets younger. Oh. He's born an oh, old okay. man. So not at all like that. Then. Not really. How long does this man live for in this book? 
It's not explicitly. Because I mean, 80 years is still quite a time. Uh, it's not, no, like 800 years. Like, he lives through medieval oh. years. Oh, sorry, you missed that. Like, I maybe I misspoke. Like, medieval times to now and onwards. Okay. So it's, huh. it's, he sees generations come and go. I think he meets, no, not think, he meets Shakespeare at one point. It's brilliant. Wow. Wow. Well, what's your book? Um, I read a lot of biographies and I figured that biographies were really important because this is the human podcast. So I know people think biographies are boring and they share the same first letter. So I understand <laughs> that. But <laughs> I have hundreds of biographies. I really love reading about other people's lives, about other people's inspirations, about other people's challenges, about other people's highs and lows right. and, you know, the, the journey of their life. Um, so <clears throat> because this is Ready? about happiness, I... What? You've got a minute. Three, two, one, go. Oh, I thought I'd already started. Oh. I've got an extra minute. Um, so <laughs> no, that was just blow. I'll tell you. I'll tell you when a minute's up. So uh, this is. <laughs> I'll tell you when my time's up, dear counter. Um, so this is Gesundheit by Patch Adams. Not that Patch Adams, but that Patch Adams. So not Robin Williams, but it's the same. The film is a real thing that that is apparently very different to the film. Um, and a really sad story is that they bought. Patch Adams' story, his life story, um, whoever the film people were, um, I'm not going to say their name, uh, say the name because you know their lawyers are better than mine probably. Um, uh, but the film rights was part of the thing they would promise they would give him money from the sale of Patch Adams the film in order to fund this free hospital, and he never got a dime from it. Um, so it's a real kind of tragic twist on the fact that Patch Adams was such an amazing film with Robin Williams. Anyway, the original Patch Adams did just that. He he trained as a doctor, um, but saw major problems with the health system in America and around the world, and wanted nothing more than to discover what it was that people needed when they were at the sickest and the lowest. And of course, it was happiness. So he trained as a clown, as in like proper clowning techniques, uh, travelled all over the world, got these uh, teams of genuine clinical doctors together uh, to go and find ways that they could alleviate pain Aww. and improve people's suffering by giving them free healthcare and uh, by providing just a little bit of joy and loveliness and kindness into the world allied to medicine. And, and he was the first person to put clowns into hospitals, which is now a huge project all over the world. So it's called Gesundheit by Patch Adams with Maureen Malanda. Uh, and it's a history of his life and all of the incredible things he's doing and intends to do. Uh, and he's uh, sort of explaining them. It's a wow. real feel good book, but it's also a real one that makes you feel happy because of it. Mm. It gives you a real, what's the word? Um, real, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Real... Um, immersion, vicarious. Uh, it, it makes you feel good about humanity, right. um, if whatever that is. Yeah. So that's that, and it's um, published by Healing Arts Press in Vermont. It's still available now. You could definitely could get it from your independent bookstore or from the uh, tax evading giants Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds lovely, and you're assuming I've ever heard of that film or that person, which I have not. So you've never heard of Patch Adams, the film. I, listeners, Man, I'm shrugging. How do you get to 50 and not know who Patch... <laughs> it's an incredible film. It's one of Robin Williams' finest pieces. You've, you, yes. you must go watch it. Okay. It's a great, great film called Patch Adams. It's right. great. Okay. My tattoo's itching. <laughs> <laughs> Is that connected? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it's like, you know when like Harry Potter's scar itches? Maybe there's some sort of... Like, right. Is there a doctor nearby? <laughs> Mystical forces. Are... Your spidey senses are tingling. <laughs> yeah, my ink itch. <laughs> Lovely. Well, two great books. Bonus one. Don't forget the Royal Lovebirds. 
about Fergie and Andrew. <laughs> Two and a half books of the week, quite frankly. Hey, you know, in the test episode... Test episode test, <laughs> That's test, easy for you to say. For, isn't it? <laughs> the testicle... Testisodes. Test, test, testisodes. <laughs> I did just say testicle. You did. Testisodes. Um, you were going to do... We were going to start a little human song or human playlist. Yes. Which, which you did. Which I did. And actually, from via the uh, human Instagram, which now exists, at that human podcast, uh, you can find the link one. to it. Yes. Oh, uh, but well, that was actually for the previous one. So there will be a new one by the time this official Series 1, Episode 1 comes out. Uh, Five songs. So is there a weekly one? Are we doing a weekly album of human-related songs? So what it's going to be, it's going to be the same playlist, and I'm going to add five each week. So the five at the top Amazing. are relevant to each episode. Amazing. Thanks. Will it be relevant to Book of the Month and the theme as well? Well, it's going to have Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas as the link. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, like it, it is not. <laughs> I love being a human. Oh, so do I. It's great, isn't it? So, um, touching back on happiness yes. quickly. I love it when you touch what, my happiness. What is it? <laughs> As the door to your office bursts open and your other half... <laughs> what was that? What's going on in here? Um, He's not like a Victorian mill owner. <laughs> He's French. What is it that pre prevents happiness, Matt? Because... I meet a lot of miserable people in my life. <clears throat> Just wondering what that statement means. It's going to a different place in my brain thinking, maybe it's not them. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I always meet them? <laughs> I'm the catalyst. But there are. There are a lot of naysayers and doubters and whingers and people who just... It seems like they're not happy. Well, they're never happy, but it seems like they're not content unless they're moaning and whinging about something. Or, you know, I have a couple of people in my family, actually, that just never seem to be happy. Mm. And I'm the complete opposite. It's almost like you feel a bit annoying because you're so much more positive and happy than all those people that you think, God, I'm beginning to annoy myself because the chasm is significant. So do you think that there are things that listeners can do and that we can do too that we can avoid because they prevent us from feeling happy? Oh, um, before I answer that, can I just say and I'm not trying to teach you how to suck eggs, but your comment, when you said earlier about when someone's angry in a supermarket and your first and your gut response is sympathy, would it be patronising or not if your gut response to the people in your family who aren't as happy as you are was actually sympathy as well? Because I guess there's a reason they've got to that point. Because aren't yeah. all toddlers and four-year-olds happy and then life beats it out of us in some regard? Yeah, yeah, I suppose so, broadly. That's a... A generalization i suppose but but um because you know we're a product of our environment first and foremost mm. but i i think for everybody it's it's quite true that for those that we love we have less patience for because we love them um and, and so for our family and and our spouses and uh, perhaps our very close friends if we're very close and sort of live in their pockets a bit mm. we do find that we're less patient with them because of the fact that there is a deeper love because we expect um, we, we feel like we don't have to try as hard because we're in that love phase with them. Um, and so I guess sympathy isn't a natural thing that I would go to straight away. It would be more 
Um, I mean, I, I'm quite a patient person, so I don't jump to irritation. You know, if you want to mm. do something the wrong way, what I consider to be the wrong way around, but nobody died, well, then that's something I need to explore yeah. internally, not change the other person, right? Um, uh, so, but that's an interesting point. Maybe sympathy is something we should offer more people more regularly. Um and be conscious of that, mm. in which case, in turn, everybody would be a bit happier, wouldn't they? I think I would imagine so. It sounds like it's becoming very quickly like a almost like a manual of yes. how to be human, isn't it? And I think that's a great way to look at it. Twenty three chapters in the human book mm. coming Absolutely. soon via Random House Christmas twenty twenty one to all good coffee or, tables. Let's not shoot ourselves in the foot. Any publisher that would like well, to understand exactly. deal. <laughs> how to human that's a great thing isn't it how to human um mm. so you sort of skirted around the question there matt but very well done you did sort of <laughs> deflect that and uh, so back to the original question uh, what are the things that you think that people could avoid what prevents us being happy what, what would you say that that was well i'm going to be annoying and half skirt it again maybe escort it <laughs> um are you running for your local parish council? <laughs> <Are you? laughs> I do have the authority. <laughs> um, as opposed to things they can avoid, what about things they could do? The other side of the coin. Because yeah, you can't I always avoid the things that make what, you unhappy. What is it that prevents us from being happy was the question that I guess I was trying to get to, mm. rather than it necessarily being you can do all these extra things to make you happy. And there are two, those are, I think they're both relevant, aren't they? They're both mm. important. Mm. I mean, that, that, what well, I think what you're saying comes back to that hierarchy of needs of what is stopping me being happy, looking at the base levels, the different levels, obviously up to like fulfilled self-actualization at the top. If we go in Maslow, sure. love a bit of sure. Mazas. Disrespectful. Um, <laughs> we were very close. Yeah, I think it's, it starts with um, it starts with you, doesn't it? Um, one of the things in the book, uh, one of the exercises uh, I often ask people to do is to write down all of the things that make you happy, all the things you get fulfillment from in your life, mm. uh, and really spend time on this. You know, 10, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever. And it doesn't have to be done in one sitting. Spend a lot of time doing the groundwork, like you'd prepare to decorate a room. You know, it's all in the preparation. Uh, so just list all of the things that you get enjoyment from walking mm. the dog i don't know laying in bed sex um i don't know time on your own whatever it is all of the mm. things eating chocolate melting it whatever and when you've exhausted that list or got a decent list next to each one score it from one to ten oh, or zero that. to ten i love this in in terms of the frequency recently which you've engaged with each of those things so if you love walking the dog <clears throat> excuse me but you don't have a dog anymore that's going to be a zero obviously uh if you're on some i don't know chocolate free sugar free month or something but eating chocolate's one of your favorite things obviously that's going to be a zero if every single morning you love waking up and that's something you do every morning that's going to be a 10 so you're scoring it between uh, the, the frequency how often you've done it recently when you've done that you're then going to what you've got in front of you basically is a list of all of the things that you enjoy doing that make you happy and beneficial and how often you've recently engaged with them so straight away mm. you've got a clear indicator of things that you need to do more you need to actively engage more with them mm. um and it's a nice sort of i don't know nice way to sort of roadmap people and gently encourage people because often you know i often hear you you're especially guilty of this matt and you will say things like um 
Well, you will not say I love you nearly often enough uh, no, no, <laughs> whenever we speak on the phone. No, you, what, you, what you do is you often excuse the simple things that you say. So you say, you know, I'm not teaching you to suck eggs or this is obvious. Or oh, we I all do know say this. that, don't I? But those things are obvious, and but we need to be reminded of them. It's often the very simple things that make the most extraordinary changes in our lives. Mm. And the reason that it makes extraordinary change is because it's the simple things that we often forget about. Mm. And to be gently reminded of those things is incredibly important. Um, and often I think it's our, all collectively, it's our role in life mm. to gently remind each other of the things that we might have forgotten. That's, um, that is a revelation. Uh, no, is it? Well, no, no. Well, I, I totally agree. The simple things are the easy things to do and they give us most often the, the, the quickest and most fulfilling burst of happiness and therefore we can do them more often and find ways to do them more often. Also, the revelation is that I excuse myself. Is that, it, genuinely, have you noticed that prior to this or did you notice it today? No, prior to it too. This isn't an unremunerated therapy session. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, prior to it, you do it a lot. Uh, and there will be... A number of different reasons why you mm. might do that and you might do it because uh, of a well that's not for here it doesn't matter no. we can talk about it we can talk about it separately but uh, you can tell me about your childhood while you're laid down on a couch um, <laughs> uh, but it's interesting how many people actually do the same thing you know the I'm sorry mm. or the oh sorry to interrupt or um, I don't know we're, we're always apologetic mm. for having our own opinion or, or tend to be very apologetic for um, uh, for offering advice and we shouldn't be we should mm. be much more confident uh, you have to be rude it doesn't make you forthright no. or rude but it, it, the language that we use absolutely influences how we think and how we feel mm. and so you know for you to it's like I need a glass of wine is different to I would like a glass of wine Jez it's 20 past 12 tell ourselves <laughs> and <laughs> um, <laughs> I need another glass of wine <laughs> to get to the end <laughs> yes run on um <laughs> would you contact the sommelier have him come here um yeah so the language that we tell ourselves influences yes. what you know our own story and so that's interesting in itself perhaps this is something we should end on is that well you perhaps dear listener should think about not trying to find happy or being happy and should accept that there are things that make you happy right now mm. and that what we're looking for is a journey to be even happier that doesn't negate anything that happened to get you to where you are right now it doesn't negate anything that happens in your life right now but it's how can we push the boundaries even more and be more smiley more content and more happy i i think that's lovely and actually that links perfectly cyclically back to what I said at the start about we have the power to decide to be happy. If we're choosing different language to describe ourselves and how we interact with other people, yes. that could instantly start to ratchet up how we feel about ourselves, our self-confidence, our self-esteem. And in that as well, those paths, down those paths lies further happiness because you know who you are, you're more comfortable being who you are and you can just be you. Yeah. The revelation. I mean, I'm not. Do you saying, feel it? The magic. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that wraps up 
episode one, doesn't it? Which are, because of the way we're weekly, they're nice shorter episodes for people to digest because we're going to be coming in their ears every single... Whoa! <laughs> Hang on a minute. Let me just do that again. <laughs> Let me do that again. We're going to be... <laughs> because these are shorter episodes. Not that sort of party. Because, <laughs> because we're going to be in your ears weekly now instead of... Do you know what, Matt? Do you want to wrap up? <laughs> well, don't forget there's merch on the way, Jez. <gasps> this is exciting. Yes. By um, episode two, we will be sporting Human Podcast exclusive, limited edition as well, uh, Human Podcast branded goods, cloth. Yes. Um, clothes, <laughs> I think he means. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nurse, um, which I'm super excited to be out and about in, and they'll be and available. We can have uh, uh, over the next few weeks. We'll be modelling them independently, different varieties and different uh, slogans. Do you know what? You know, in one of the testicle testisodes, one of the testisodes, one of the testisodes, you said "touch of the bear," right? I did. I did. <laughs> you, I wonder whether we should have a little phrase. Um, uh, that we could put onto some of the T-shirts that might become a little well-known phrase. I, I mean, the episode titles have all been quite good. Yes. This is to be TB, TBD, but yeah. That's, that's that. We'll put that on the agenda for next time. Done. I think people need to let us know on uh, Instagram whether that's something they want to see or not. Yes, that uh, the Instagram handle is that human podcast. Thanks. Thank you for... Uh, opening up your brain and, and sharing some of the darker thoughts that were in there to do with happiness. But hey, you can't have happiness without... Oh no, I was about to go into a whole other like, episode. You can't have... You wouldn't, you wouldn't know what happiness was if you didn't have some level of sadness. That is very true. And maybe we'll pick up on sadness in another episode of our chromosomological <laughs> series one. I made that up. I can do words. Um, so, uh, listen, if people want to see our book of the week and possibly, possibly a little... I'm such a tease, Matt. Possibly a little merchandise special offer. Yes. Maybe some free stuff winging their way. Uh, what is the Instagram? At that human podcast love that don't forget of course to share if you love the podcast and subscribe because it's weekly now and you'll forget because we probably will too so <laughs> if you subscribe you'll be sure to join us every single week is that it matt Boyles? for now i think that'll do jez rose we will see you next week i can't wait bye